Are you familiar with Masonicon? Uh, you probably are at this point. There's quite a few of them around. More importantly, are you familiar with Masonicon Kansas? Because we just finished our second year here in Kansas with Masonicon. We had a pretty amazing event. We're going to talk about all that tonight and more. So stick around. We have an excellent guest that's going to help us get through some of the preparation, experience, and aftermath. So stick with us. We have a great episode lined up for you right after this on Historical Light. Welcome back to the Historical Light Masonic Podcast, dedicated to illuminate our past and bring our Masonic history to light since 2016. And now, enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome back to Historical Light, an independent Masonic show focused on the historical events and aspects of Freemasonry. I'm your host, Brother Alex Powers, and we're back for another episode, and we have an amazing guest with us this evening, Most Worshipful, gotta throw that in there because he hates us to use it, Most Worshipful Darren Kellerman, who was also our master of ceremonies for the second year in a row at MasonicCon Kansas, which we're going to be talking all about tonight. But Brother Kellerman, thank you so much for being back. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Alex, it's always good to be back. Uh, always great to be around Historical Light. It was great to see everybody at MasonicCon Kansas 2023 last week. Now, you looked a whole lot different just a few minutes ago. You had like a really amazing camera shot, a, a full yeah. frame image, and now you're on a choppy feed, half frame. What, so, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So uh, as we all do, uh, we rush to get home from work and see our favorite uh, Masonic podcast. I'm getting ready, trying to grab a bite to eat. And I had one of my favorite drink cups here, uh, getting the laptop ready to go, had the camera ready to go. And Apparently, I don't have the special adhesive for the bottom, and said beverage uh, is now irrigating my laptop. And uh, so there was a mad rush to get logged in because, you know, with this uh, recap going on, I don't want to miss it to find out uh, all that went on. So the Kansas Lodge research brought down Kellerman's computer. Uh, you, you talked about not having the adhesive on the bottom. I, I'm yes. happy to announce that the Kansas Lodge Research still has a bag full of those sticky goo dots that we used to use on our dues cards that we know you love so much. So just to make sure that doesn't happen again, we're going to ship that bag out to you tomorrow. Those that don't understand the humor, I still can't hold my dues card <laughs> without the paper attached to the back of it, the Kansas Lodge of Research. KSLOR.org if you want to be a member. <laughs> so the fun little backstory there, uh, we, we try to be extremely professional and we got the plastic dues cards and uh, similar to when like you get a credit card in the mail, there's always the, the glue dot that holds it in place. So we ordered some, um, but the cheap package of glue dots that we bought were like oh. extra, extra heavy duty. <laughs> and it got quite the grip to them. They, they were wonderful. They did their job. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, we actually used those one year at the lodge. So I'm sure they're going to watch this and be like, oh, that's what happened. Uh, we used them at the lodge one year for Ashland's birthday party and used them to hang uh, balloons up on the wall and going to take those off. 
it took the paint with them. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Good grips. Good grips. Good so about those glue dots long after the show is is over, hundred years down the road, glue dots will still remain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kansas Lodge of History. So for those that may not be familiar with who you are, not seeing you as a past grandmaster or the master of ceremonies for Masonicon two times in a row, if you'd uh, give us a little bit of an introduction, just who you are and your role in Freemasonry. Yeah, uh, I am a third degree master mason in Kansas, uh, past master of a small, well, a small, medium sized rural lodge in Kansas, also belongs to an affinity lodge in Kansas. Uh, various roles for the Grand Lodge of Kansas, as many of us do. And I'm also, most importantly, a Patreon supporter of Historical Light Masonic Buddies. So Fantastic. On that, so. Well, thank you so much for being here with us this evening, brother. It means the world. And talking about that, before we jump into the meat and potatoes of tonight's show, we do want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. So Historical Light's been around since 2016, and we are able to continue and grow because of supporters like you. So if you like what you see here and want to help us do that, keep bringing Masonic history as our core. It's funny, I'm watching uh, Kellerman in his little preview screen, uh, getting a bite of pizza down there. Wish you guys could see. But if you guys like what we do around here and want to help support that, you can head on over to the website, historicallight.com slash support, and you can do those uh, do so through Patreon. And there are various different packages you can jump on and get some perks to go along with that as some of the ones that you see on the screen there. So we would definitely appreciate that so we can keep bringing you amazing Masonic history. And I don't have to show the Masonicon Kansas. I don't do it anyways. We always promo Masonicon Kansas, but we're not selling the tickets anymore. Here pretty soon, though. We got to start planning for 2024 very, very soon. Man, so two years in a row now. What was your experience uh, of Masonicon when you first heard about this? Had you ever heard about Masonicon prior to 2023s? So the only reference I had heard was... Uh, when I spoke with you saying you were traveling back east to speak at a Masonic Con. I had no clue. Uh, I know now that there are several other Masonic Cons around the country, but I had never heard of it. But I take that back. I had heard of it a long time ago when they had a whole different structure down in New Mexico. A whole different thing down there. And then this Masonic Con, as we currently know it, uh, started. I'm not a historian there, obviously. But... It, for those who don't know Masonic, at least to me, as I don't want to say it, your average Mason working off his cell phone, Masonic is not about ritual, but it could be. Uh, it is not about, uh, boy, I had this all thought out in my head. It's just flat out about Masonic education and not maybe your traditional Masonic education. Not a lot of talking about Solomon's Temple and Gavels and the All Seeing Eye. It's taking masonry and expanding it. And it, this is the stuff that you're not going to normally get in your blue lodge. And it is totally awesome. The most important thing is there's no titles uh, involved there. We're all just brothers or, or just people because regular people could come too if they wanted to. So that alone makes it awesome for me because we're all truly there on the level at a Masonic con, no grand 100%. lodge, 100%. nothing. So, well, I, I, th I think the uh, the big deal Kellerman title still has to hold its place. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it, it's very in intimidating sometimes because we all have this uh, 
idea of what Grand Lodge officers are or should be in our head. And there's yeah. a mystique and mainly imagined about Grand Lodge officers. But for me, it's I'm very uh, nervous and it's very intimidating. Some of these speakers that come in because these are guys that you see that are names on the Masonic Circle and they, they speak everywhere. These are the guys that are the movers, shakers in Freemasonry today. And I got to see them right here in Kansas these last two years. Whether I traveled in four hours, five hours across the state, whether they flew in, these are guys that command top dollar everywhere they go. And you can see them at these Masonicons, and it is awesome. I mean, I love the guys, what they're doing here in Kansas at my lodges, providing Masonic education. This is something different. But it's very intimidating to me because they're just on a whole nother level. At least they sure seem to me. And then so you meet them, I guess. And uh, then you find out they're just like me. With hair. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the beautiful thing about Freemasonry is it, it makes it a very small world. Oddly, you know, and especially in a day and age of uh, where we're lucky enough to have social media and have such a, a wider audience of, of brothers out there uh, that, you know, typically you wouldn't have the opportunity to meet. I think all of us have, a quite large amount of brothers that don't live uh, where we live, but we keep in contact with on a regular basis. And that's been the amazing thing in my experience about these Masonic cons, uh, because brothers really travel uh, to go to these. I've traveled to go to a bunch and we have guys coming in. I mean, last year we had the Grandmaster of Alaska fly down uh, and guys from all over the United States, uh, plus our speakers. So it gives a really interesting opportunity uh, to see those those brothers from all around, all in one place. Uh, it's it's kind of like almost an overdose of masonry of what you would experience over years of time. It really is. Um, uh, again, I don't want to single out any one speaker, at least not yet anyway, but these are guys that I see in different Masonic magazines, um, just everywhere, as you know, uh, that I read about getting awards and things like that. And they were right here. I got to meet him. I got to sit next to him. I got to break bread uh, with him at, at the student board and elsewhere. And just, just like sitting down in my blue lodge, it was wonderful experience. Uh, the meet and greet at Overland park really started that off. And you, you didn't really know where people were from. And it was just like a lodge lodge event, a social hour type thing. And it was, it was a one, these Masonic cons are great. 100%. You know, so you had mentioned earlier for those that may have not seen, you know, last year's episode talking about MasonicCon Kansas or maybe not familiar with MasonicCon in general. Um, I got my first dose in Ezekiel Bates Lodge up in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Uh, went up there. God, when was the first year that I went to that? It was probably. It's been a few years back. Was it 2018? 29? Probably 2018. Somewhere, Somewhere around there. And. In a time that masonry was a little iffy for me, um, it really re-sparked that flame in a large way and kind of showed me a different side of masonry that I was really, really needing to see. And I've gone to several of them since then. And it's like, it's one of those things that you look forward to every year because you know it's that that refresher that you really, really need. Um, I had gotten some nudges about bringing these to Kansas and I was like, ah, no, I don't know if it would go over well. And I don't think I'm the one to do it. Uh, went to Masonicon Chicago with uh, brother RJ Johnson from the Wentz came you podcast. And he again, nudged me and he also showed me 
the possibility of it because in Attleboro, I mean, Brian Simmons was like the mastermind behind that, but he also had a group of guys willing to jump in. And in Chicago, man, RJ took that by the reins and it really showed me like, holy cow, it's not easy. I mean, he was running around rampant, but it's possible. Uh, so and both I was guys like, have been here in Kansas. So 100%. So 100%. See that support from them, uh, seeing the, the Godfather as it were. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his uh, version of Big Deal Kellerman. I don't think he likes that name either, but he's got it. <laughs> he does. He does. And I can tell you my expectations of Masonic Con were totally Grand Lodge. And I had total disillusionment about what to expect. I tune in to that one at Ezekiel Bates. And I'm expecting, again, Grand Lodge. Uh, business casual, suits, tuxedos, all sorts of formality. Yeah, not so much. Um, it's guys right. walking around and an extreme business casual and I'm not sure there was ever a tie to be seen. And it was just very nice. I mean, it was structured yet not strict structure. Right. Uh, it wasn't standing on uh, tight formality. And that is so nice to see guys be able to relax and not be tense, wondering what's going on or am I doing the right thing or not? It was just so sure. nice. And it allows for true Masonic education and that Masonic experience to happen. Yeah, because I mean, that that's the entire point of the whole event, right? Is that Masonic education and not to cut down on the formalities of Masonry. I think that that's still needed. That's still respected and wonderful. But the huge thing about these Masonic Con events is it is a load of Masonic education. I mean, there's these are long days, your full day with just back to back to back speakers, um, high level stuff. So they don't really have that formality as front and center as an aspect. It's more come for the education. You know, that that's what you're here for. We're not here for ties and, and glitz and glamor and stuff that has its place today is purely about the knowledge. And, you know, that's, that's 100% why uh, Ryan Flynn designed our logo, but we did alter the square and compass part of that design and made it into a fellow craft setting uh, for. I love it purpose reasons, right? Like uh, going in there for that knowledge-based degree. It's wonderful. And a lot of people, it's one of those things, it's, it's hidden right there. And you don't really notice it until somebody says, oh, hey, because I even heard somebody say, oh, hey, uh, did you know that you did that wrong? And it's like, no, he didn't. He, he, it's done intentionally that way. And it, it just makes sense once you see it. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense to me. So we're seeing some comments come through on the Facebook side. We've got, uh, of course, Yvette, my wife with us, sharing it out. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, I've also got Brother Justin Staley on here saying good evening. Uh, Brother Dwayne Marshall from A Past Master's Thoughts saying he had an awesome time at Masonic Con, Kansas. It was great seeing you there. And of course, Most Worshipful Stoops on here <laughs> throwing Kellerman some shade. Water-cooled computers are amazing. <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> and we will discuss his presentation uh, tonight as well. Uh, oh, man, that was a good one. And he kind of set the tone for uh, future speakers. He did. He did. Uh, who else we got on here? We got brother uh, Brad Drew, who is one of our speakers at Masonic Con 2023 this year. Uh, we've also got... DB on here saying Masonic Con Kansas was a great day of light. Attended virtually. You all did a great job. Thank you so much for that. And we have a comment over on the uh, YouTube side. 
from another podcast. We've got the guys over at Old Fashioned Masonic Podcast saying, sounds like it's catered to newer Masons. What do you think, Kellerman? Is it catered to newer Masons? I don't know. Uh, It catered all the way around because there's several of these these speakers that I can I'll be honest. I got lost and I can't wait till we get those uploaded on the, on the website because I need to revisit them because there was some pretty deep yeah. stuff. There were, there were some that just were right there and I understood very easily, but there were some that were pretty deep dives. Um, so, but while we're with them, uh, those brothers from the old fashioned Masonic podcast, you need to get them up there to Masonic on Alex. Maybe they could do, some, do. a special episode or something from wherever you're at in 2024. Hint, hint, those, nudge, nudge. Those guys are hot right now. They're working out of Wichita down there and they are, they've got some great episodes. So not sure if we're supposed to plug that while I'm on here, but I am because <laughs> they're doing a heck of a job. And uh, I'd love to see them at Masonicon uh, doing their thing. So Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, it, it's a fantastic point though, bringing up catered to new Masons uh, because it is, and it's not right. Uh, But that's the amazing thing because getting into Freemasonry, there's not a lot of opportunity, especially on the education side for the new Masons. A lot of the stuff we get into um, while Masonicon Kansas and other Masonicons have those deep dive um, topics, the way these are formatted is to be public friendly. So, it's appropriate for an EA, um, which is amazing because for some guys just getting in where a lot of times they kind of get sit on the side for a little bit. Um, this is no, come on in, let's do it. And we actually had an EA and a fellow craft at the event. We did. And we had an, an apprentice there last year as well. And I tell you what, and it was amazing to me because the inner apprentice was there with his father and there were several father son combinations there. But the entered apprentice was invited to sit up at, I would say, the head table, but there was no really no yeah. head, but up at the front table. Uh, so he got put in the mix with, he sat right next to uh, Ryan Flynn and yourself. So two Masonic powerhouses in, in my way of thinking there. But then, uh, just because things happen, the two senior Grand Lodge officers of Kansas that were in attendance uh, – the grand senior warden and then the grand senior deacon were there. They had traveled in from another event and they carried with them a, a tie and a bow tie of the grand masters and the grand master of Kansas, uh, Robert McClarty had given them an emblem and they presented that to that entered apprentice. And that just doesn't happen. I mean, right. This guy. So this guy's sitting at the, at the head table at Masonic on Kansas being addressed by the representatives of the grandmaster and given tokens from the grandmaster at his direction. So the fact that that happened, um, the grandmaster thought enough to do that and those guys to carry through, holy smack. It was just a moment for me anyway. 100%. And you know, two points of thought there, because one, I think it's pretty amazing. Masonicon in general, uh, traveling from, you know, jurisdiction to jurisdiction, you see in a lot of sense, uh, Grand Lodge is heavily separated from these because they are kind of the informal side, let your hair down, if you will, uh, type of masonry. And especially like we largely leave out titles and stuff. It, it's, it's purely about brothers getting together and focusing on education. But we're lucky in Kansas because and not to, you know, trash any other jurisdictions by any means, but I feel like Kansas is special in this way that like Grand Lodge really gets it. And they also get the purpose of this type of event 
and they fully support it. And that's why we saw, even though there was other events going on that day, we had Grand Lodge officers there just to show support in the jurisdiction, which I thought was amazing. The other part of that was I actually today received um, a message from the father of that EA that was with us and was talking about he was even at a point of a little bit of struggle, not really getting what he had hoped for. And Masonicon really relit that fire for him as well. Um, so that was just amazing to hear. It, it is. And that's that's what happens. Um, I met I mean, I met Candace guys that I didn't know and they didn't know me, which was great. So we're able to have just a normal talk because sometimes there's some weirdness, um, but there wasn't that. And I really enjoy that. And let's be honest, at some of these Masonic cons, there is some anti-Grand Lodge talk. And that's okay, um, because that's real. And even here in Kansas, that, that happened. But the Grand Lodge officers, I think, took that in stride. And But those frustrations need to be brought out. Um, and to hear how, ba how bad it is in some of the other jurisdictions, and saying that they couldn't even suggest some of the things they did here in Kansas without Masonic charges is amazing to me. Because, again, here in Kansas, they're very open and they want to know how to make things better. Right. And uh, what people don't know is last year, um, our host here tonight was almost in a panic when the whole Grand Lodge Council administration shows up to Masonicon. And then at some point they have a powwow. And, of course, there's panic about are they going to shut him down or something because I don't know. But I, I guess that happens. But they were having a meeting, impromptu meeting, and they wanted to endorse Masonicon Kansas. And there's now discussions of the Grand Lodge of Kansas possibly coming on board as a sponsor next year as well. No, I mean, nothing, they just want to support uh, what they see as a great endeavor. I think it's something that's pushing forward a uh, positive image of Kansas Freemasonry and Masonry in general. So that, that is amazing, Alex. And I know you would say it's not a one-man show, and I would agree because your wife does most of the work for you. But <laughs> I can argue job, there. <laughs> job well done to both of you and to all the people that have helped you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I mean, honestly, it's it's been a true pleasure having you on as a master of ceremonies uh, these first two years. Uh, just a world of help behind the scenes and couldn't have done it without you either, man. Well, you, you could have. Um, but I appreciate the sentiments, but I, I really appreciate it because, again, I'm getting to meet a lot of these people that I just hear on the podcast and such. And it's just amazing to me. Uh, and they're just regular guys. And, you know, Jason Richards, Michael Stoops, Brad Drew, uh, Matthew Parker. Matthew Parker, he came um, and he brought his dad. He flew his dad in. Yes. Um, yeah. And, he, and his dad had never heard him speak before. And it was just an amazing moment uh, there. We also had uh, Rick Gillett. I'm uh, still screwing up his name, I'm sure. And uh, Ryan Flynn as well. I mean, all great guys. I mean, these are just people I see on Facebook and stuff. And they were here in Kansas. It was amazing. So, um, oh, there they are right there on the custom cards uh, that got handed out as part of the swag. Um, yeah, we, of course, had... Uh Darren Kellerman as our master of ceremonies, Rick Gillett, Matthew Parker, Ryan Flynn, Brad Drew, Michael Stoops, and Jason Richards. So, and that's, that's really the amazing thing that blows me away about this because these guys 
are from all over the place. I mean, Stoops, he's a Kansas guy, but for those that don't know, he doesn't live in Kansas anymore. He no. flew in from Ireland to be here. <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> there was a there's a humorous moment because it when the presentations talked about what happens to the, the Grand Masters when they're done. And uh, Brother Stoops like, you move to Dublin. And, and that's what he does. <laughs> exactly. He, he fly, but he came back for Masonic Con, Kansas. And, and it was amazing. Some of these so, guys had conflicts in their schedule and they still came. Yeah. So I definitely want to dive into some of the topics that we heard about, some of the uh, the happenings that went on during the event. But before we get there, I, I want to talk about the beginning, because last year we had you on as Master of Ceremonies and you being you helped me out in an embarrassing way because I was so swamped. And you know, it, this year was like a third of the stress level that last year was because last year I'm OCD as heck and I didn't know what to expect. So I'm figuring for the worst and my brain's going a million miles an hour. And I had mowed my lawn in probably two weeks, just full in on this. And I mentioned one thing in a joke to Kellerman. And next thing I know, I'm sitting at work and I've got a ring doorbell notification of a guy in a long tail tux and top hat mowing my front yard. <laughs> well, just want to lock in my job as MC. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, during the year, I, I, that neighbor that stopped and took photos has passed by a few more times and given me polite little jabs of, hey, nice yard and whatnot. So I was thinking, since we had you on again, it wasn't really appropriate for me to introduce you this year. I just, I just didn't feel like I was worthy enough. Uh, so we got somebody that I felt was a little more worthy because doing some reconnaissance, I found out that when you came to MasonicCon last year, you actually missed an event that you were really hoping to go to uh, because you're an old WWF fan from what I found out. And there was a WWF event in Overland Park last year, same day as MasonicCon. And you gave it up and you came to join us for a day. So I figured none better than the old WWF ring announcer to actually introduce you into the event. Uh, let's take a quick look at how we started our day. Well, Alex, Tony Chimmel here, the GOAT of ring announcers. I'd like to thank you, first of all, for ordering this cameo or, as we call it here, a chimio. Darren, I'm sure you'll do a great job. Thank you guys for ordering this Chimio. Thank you for being a huge fan. Appreciate it. Uh, and good luck. I'm sure you'll do great. Thank you. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your MC for the Masonic Con Kansas, the super talented Darren that was fantastic i was so stoked that he did that when I, I even told him exactly what it was for and i really thought he was going to come back and be like it's for an event i can't do it but he was a great sport total surprise uh but i say what alex i don't regret a minute of missing any event that's come to masonic hunt um yeah i learned so much last year it, it was amazing and I mean, that was, that introduction was great. I, you know, I never need that kind of stuff. But, but people that didn't know, uh, 
you had to, you went to the hospital last year. You were so stressed out. Over this I thing. did. Not so much. And a lot of guys, this stuff comes easily, but you are OCD. Um, and it drives your wife crazy as well. Um, just, on the stupid uh, of things too. I wish I was OCD on much, much different things, but no, it's, it's gotta so be the, the dumb Friday stuff. Night this year, folks, we are going at Overland park lodge. Thanks guys. You're a great sponsor. Beautiful lodge. I'm um, go back and watch last week's historical light episode. I came live from Overland park, but Alex gets there and he's doing his stuff. And then it just dawns on him. Oh my goodness. Uh, Ryan Flynn's sitting at the airport and his wife had just got there for a vet. And he goes, honey, uh, Ryan's at the airport. Go get him. And she, without saying a whole lot of bad words, uh, went and got him. <laughs> so I don't know how long Ryan had been sitting there and how many drinks he had. Uh, I know talking to the guys, there've been a lot of flight delays and a lot of the bars and airports across the country um, were supported by Masonic on Kansas uh, last Friday and then on the home Sunday. But it went wonderfully, Alex. And there were so many wonderful sponsors, including Overland Park Lodge, who, who hosted the meet and greet uh, in their beautifully remodeled lodge. Uh, so, and that was great to hear the guys talking about that lodge. Yeah, 100%. Sponsors and vendors uh, were amazing this year. And just to kind of run through some of these, we had the Masonic Roundtable, another amazing Masonic podcast that you guys definitely need to check out if you haven't. Uh, but if you haven't, I don't know where you guys have been. Uh, we've also got Amity has been around for two years now, being amazing. Uh, Kansas Lodge Research, HL Media. Well, hang on just a second. Yo, yo, yo. Amity. What's up? The yeah. fact that Amity comes is amazing to me because, yeah. and I'm not trying to slight you, but I guess I am. I guess that's how it works. But we're just Masonicon, Kansas. Just a small little deal. Amity is worldwide. They yeah. are the Masonic app, I mean, all over the country. And Jeremy Barnes, the owner of the company, came here, gave away, yeah. I mean, last year he gave away one of those signet rings. This year he's given away some of those Masonic passport cards. Amazing uh, stuff. He hosted the meet and greet. Or like yes. Part of it. This is the second year he's done that. Yeah. And to see the guy of Amity travel safely, is amazing <laughs> when they got rid of that old uh, masonic uh list of lodges he took it over and is doing that right and it's all hooked into the system worldwide now so you can just scan a brother from across the globe and bam see if they're good to go to your lodge or not it is amazing and he was here so yep. anyway sorry keep going no, you're right, man. Fantastic stuff. And like we always talk about, you know, history on this show, like Amity is doing that next level because what we always talk about is we get so stuck in the history, which, you know, for me is really, really easy to do. But then we fail to think of today as the history of tomorrow. And we kind of leave ourselves behind the, the ball as always. Amity is full on taking masonry into the future. Like that is their objective. They, they're picking us up and putting us where we need to be and doing some really, really impressive things along the way. Very much so. Uh, uh, and I tell you what, there were several individual lodges that sponsored. I mean, I'm going to read off all the podcasts and stuff, but Tuscan Lodge 460, one of their members even donated uh, an item to the auction. Uh, Rosedale Lodge, the host of Masonicon, uh, they, they were sponsored Overland Park. And then largest uh, 
lodge in Kansas, or maybe one time in the world, uh, Albert Pike Lodge uh, was a sponsor. And that is just something for individual lodges to sponsor this event. And yeah. I heard from several of them that they just believe in the whole message and the educational uh, theme. So very impressive, those lodges. And I'd encourage other lodges to look at sponsoring uh, for 2024. But uh, we also Alex, because there, there was some great guys there. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just start from the beginning, read them all off. So again, we got Masonic Roundtable podcast, Amity, uh, Kansas Lodge of Research, HL Media, Rosedale Lodge, who is actually our main venue host for Saturday, the main event, uh, the Historical Great. Light Masonic podcast. Those guys are hacks, but we keep them around. That's fine. <laughs> Tuscan Lodge, 460. Overland Park Lodge, number 436, who is actually our venue host for the meet and greet. And that was amazing because they're celebrating their 100th anniversary and they just renovated and renovated is not even the right word for what they did to their lodge. Uh, I think I think they were intending to replace a couple floorboards and because they're masons and they do things right. They got down below the floorboards, which, you know, that's where you always find something wrong. And they found more needed to be done, more needed to be done. They ended up gutting the place down to the original stone walls and the dirt floors and rebuilt it. And it turned out amazing. Amazing. It did. If you, if you want to know more about that, watch last week's episode. Uh, yes. Great. And we learned a lot of history about Overland Park Lodge. 100%. Uh, we also had the Whence Came You podcast with uh, Brother Robert Johnson uh, at Refreshment Masonic Podcast or Masonic Video Cast, I should say. Uh, the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast. We had Creations by Reedy doing custom uh, custom tumblers and stuff of Masonic nature. It was really, really awesome. Ash and Anvil, not even Masonic related. They're a company new to Gardner that opened up a cigar lounge just a few doors down from the Masonic Lodge there. And of course, a lot of Masons like themselves some cigar and scotch. And I think our brother Dwayne Marshall from Past Masters Thoughts has uh, frequented that spot a few times. And uh, he had a lot of Mason friends. So he joined on as a sponsor and actually came out as a vendor um, at the event as well, which was amazing to get to meet him in person for the first time. Uh, we also had... Brother Ryan Flynn, the Masarnik artist, uh, was out there in person. He was a speaker, but he was also a sponsor and a vendor and selling some of his amazing prints on site. Uh, yeah, Brother Rick Gillett. Yeah, go for it. To see, see Brother Flynn's stuff in person. Right. Amazing. Um, I, you know, I follow him on Facebook and to see him painting some of that stuff. Uh, I guess painting it, but it is the right word because it's just so much more than that. He puts so much more into it. And to see it in person and to be able to get an inscription on those prints, just wow. Yeah, just wow. 100%. You know, I'll, I'll put it this way. My wife does not like Masonic stuff around the house. She makes me put everything down in the studio here, which is dubbed the Mason Room. Um, but we actually have a print of Ryan Flynn's hanging in our family room upstairs right by the front door and to me that says a lot uh just because his work is not just it's not just supported because he's a mason like that's that's not even i mean love you bro but that's not even like on the board his work speaks for himself like i urge you guys just go on google search up ryan flynn and look at some of his pieces very very deep and amazingly done stuff yes very much i see we also got on here uh, Brother Rick Gillett with uh, Sanctum Sanctorum uh, Facebook group. 
was also a sponsor and he was one of our speakers this year. Uh, we had on here Mercury Crafts was in the house selling all kinds of Masonic goods. Great Wall Studios uh, was there selling their custom Masonic aprons, which are pretty awesome. And of course, Albert Pike Lodge 303 down in Wichita, which I was actually just with those brothers like a week before the event. And they had an amazing uh, family event down at uh, Wildlife Park there in in Wichita, which was like a full-on zoo in a small way, but way more personal than I've ever seen before. Like you got to touch and pet all the animals. And uh, I get, they were telling me it started out as a rich guy's private collection and then got public. But the event was so amazing because at least me, I've pushed for like this Masonic family for so long and it's hit and miss at times. But with Albert Pike Lodge, it was just natural. It, it was really, really cool to uh, spend the day with them down there and just see the bond that lodge has. They're they're doing some really cool things down there. So props Check to out them. Their Facebook page, ton ton of pictures on their Facebook page of that event. Yeah. Um, so also make sure you go to Rick's uh, Facebook page as well. I mean, that, there's a lot going on on that page, and he would love if you would like follow his page. One hundred percent. Supposed to link to that in the description later. Yeah, definitely. And okay, so our guys from the Old Fashioned Masonic Podcast are throwing up the name here and trying to embarrass me because I, dude, I couldn't read that when I was there. Uh, so one, at least one of the hosts, I think both the hosts of the Old Fashioned Masonic Podcast are Albert Pike, uh, Albert Pike Brothers down in Wichita. But that, whatever that says, is the name of the wildlife park we were at, Tanganiki Nika, whatever. It, oh, it's God. a really cool place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, don't come back. Don't come back. So, but no. For the record, Russ carries that show, not Brian. No matter what, to the show, Russ is the heartbeat of the show. Just hey, it's good stuff. Good stuff. We've also got brother Ed Montgomery on here saying, thanks for making the virtual attendees feel welcome as well. Alex was fixing things and chatting with us in real time to make the magic happen. Yeah, there's always some tech issues in the beginning, but we got it figured out there. And uh, we are going to have all those recorded except for our keynote address, uh, which was a little bit of a sensitive topic. So he didn't feel comfortable having that in a permanent recording. Um, All the rest of those are going to be available in the... uh, in the members or the alumni's portal on the MasonicCon Kansas website, if you were in attendance. And, and that's awesome. That, and that is a great thing. Cause again, there's several of those uh, sessions that I need to go back and watch again. Cause I was following along and following along. And then I just fell off the cliff with information. <laughs> it was all so good, but they answered all the questions that were, you know, put to them and everything and the speakers were all very engaging and yeah and i'll tell you when i i even told jason uh, richards this the keynote speaker is supposed to go on earlier in the day and a couple of guys doing the scheduling not us two wouldn't be us two alex not, not us at all uh somehow got him put after lunch and there was some discussion between Alex and I about that. And it's just like, nope, we're going to leave it right there. And sometimes things happen. I'll tell you what, each speaker that day built upon the other. Their topics mm-hmm. were so, they were unrelated, but yet they linked up in their own way. And when Jason hit his, 
and his was called Death, uh, Your Final Initiation. Yeah, It was pretty intense because the, the room was darkened anyway, just so we could see the screen. But then just out of nowhere, a thunderstorm rolls in and the background is thunder to his presentation. And it oh, just yeah. made the almost surreal. And whereas most speakers hate that afternoon, that right after lunch spot, it couldn't have been in a better spot. Yeah, that was, was perfect. And it took that, it took what was already a great day and just shifted it into overdrive. And yeah. it, the rest of the afternoon just rammed it home. But that keynote address by Jason was just super intense. And again, that is not available for replay. Uh, you had to be there in person. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff in it. We saw it live, but holy cow, it was intense. Um, it was intense and it's intense for him to deliver as well. You know, we, at least I saw when he finished that, he kind of stepped to the side and had to take a deep breath because it's, it's an intense talk and it, it takes a lot for him to deliver it. And he does amazing at it. You know, I, it's a topic that means a lot to me because it is near and dear to the core of masonry in, in my personal opinion. And I've tried to give presentations in a similar manner on this topic before. And it, I'll just admit, whenever I do it, it always comes off cringeworthy uh, because I look up and I'm halfway through a presentation about you guys are going to die talking to a room of 85 year olds. And it just never comes off well. Jason knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out is, of the park. This is not memento mori. This is something no. on a whole different level. Whole different level. It is. So Jason was uh, in particular talking about NDEs or near-death experiences. And the reason he doesn't want this to be recorded and put into the portal, he only wants to deliver it in person, is uh, parts of his, uh, parts of his uh, presentation actually has real life or not the word he has people talking in it. So there's, there's audio to it actually talking about their experiences and it, it's of a personal nature. So we totally 100% respect uh, him not, not wanting that in a recorded nature and only delivering it in its pure essence. But during that, because he had audio, I 100% thought this thunderstorm was background audio and it was perfect because it wasn't just your normal thunder. I mean, it was nobody knew there was a storm coming through. At least I didn't. It was bright and beautiful outside. And then he's giving this and you just start noticing it. It got a little darker and I just thought, oh, a cloud. But just that eerie, deep, slow rumble just carrying through. It was absolutely perfect. Set the tone like no other and just went over amazingly. It, it was. And I would encourage anybody to to reach out to Jason or to any of the Masonic on speakers and see if you can bring them to, to your lodge or to your event. Um, Cause all these presentations I would definitely recommend to bring to your lodge or to your event. And I think almost all the guys will do it, you know, just for the, you pay the freight to get them there yeah. and they'll deliver. I mean, I, I recommend an honorarium just because they're so damn awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was just unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm going to hold off on stoops because his presentation really brought it home. And I think <laughs> he set he set the tone for future speakers. And we're going to get into that. Let's jump over to. If anybody's got any comments about speakers, make sure you put them in the comments. Whether 100%. 100%. Store on the replay of this live broadcast. Put them in there. What you thought or if you'd like to. 
to see it yourself, you know, or have them come out. We can help get you in connection with these guys. Um, Cause that's the goal here is education for everybody, whether you're at Masonic con Kansas or any other Masonic con. Most definitely. So let's jump over to Brad drew. He had a really interesting topic. Uh, flight 357 talking about a journey of significance and oddly enough in a day and age of join 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 he was saying something of a little bit of a different tone right it was interesting because he puts up there and i will i'll tell you i'm watching from the side of my little little chair over there and he puts up the list of all the organizations he belongs to or did belong to and i'm like oh here we go Cause that's my whole big deal speech right there. If you got to tell yeah. me your big deal, you, you sure ain't. And he's going through it. And then he just slips sideways on us and starts talking about your worth to the organization and, and things like that. And maybe you should quit things. And it was yeah. just a left field. Like it's bam. What a great. And yeah, it was great. And he's well, showing things that he had left so he could, you yeah. know, be better for himself and the organizations. It, it, it's one of those humbling thoughts that we preach, but we don't practice, I think, um, because early, early on in Masonry, we hear about our 24 inch gauge and treating yeah. our time appropriately and only doing things if they you know, are not going to bring harm to ourselves in a time aspect and manner within our lives. And in the same breath, we're saying, but do more, but take on more, but join more. You're not doing enough. You can do better. You can take this on. You can take that on. Let's do this. Let's do that. And everything we do makes everything we do just a little more spread out. Yeah. I mean, you want to call it too many cooks or just waters it down, even though that's not the intent. I'm not saying that about anybody at all, but it does. I mean, and there's some guys out there who just dedicate themselves to Blue Lodge only. Sure. Because that's what they feel they belong. And everybody has their reasons for joining. And Brad really addressed that very well. And my remarks here do not do that presentation justice at all. Because he leads us right down the path. And again, you think he's going one way, and then he just took me another. And it's like the doors opened. And it's like, holy yeah. smack, see that coming. And that's what Masonic education is about. And it just, yeah, I'd pay to see him again. 100%. And you know, the, the neat thing was his talk wasn't really like pointed um, in any one direction. It wasn't, Hey, you need to be involved in this and not anything else. Like I heard him in multiple points saying, examine what is truly bringing you value in your life. If something that you're involved in is not bringing you value, get the hell out. Yeah. It, it was very uh, intent and for a Masonic conference speaker, it just wasn't expected by me anyway. And it, again, I, I just had, I have such, even today still have a different idea of what these conferences should be in my mind. And all these speakers just hooked me in. And was 100%. Oh yeah. Now, brother Gillett was throwing out cigars to the whole audience, which was, <laughs> Pretty amazing. Caught a lot of people off guard, but he came bearing presents. He he did. And there's a lot of cigars that were given out for interrupting him and stuff, but they were all with questions and yeah. things like that. And it's just amazing. And nobody asked him to do that. He did that on his own. Uh, 
again, and he was the lead off speaker. And it just yeah. started out, I don't want to say with a bang, because it wasn't a bang. It was just a boom and, and kicked it, kicked it in and we were going. And he was so good. 100%. It, it definitely set the tone for the day. And it went over amazing. Everybody was having a blast, uh, learned some really, really cool stuff. Even my wife was in there because he's going through like a personality type test. And my wife's in there doing it as well. Like I was trying to get her attention because we were <laughs> for those guys early on in the day, we were having some tech issues and the camera that we're using, she's very, very familiar with from her work. And I'm trying to get her attention. Like, Hey babe, it's doing this. I need your help. She's like, hold on, hold on. I'm doing this. <laughs> she's, she's 100% engulfed in the presentation. Yeah. And, and that's just it. This is a presentation that while it linked up Masonically could be given to any business organization. Yeah. Easily. 100%. And some of the stuff here, I mean, is it, it talked about how to, to utilize what you have in the people, but you have to know uh, the, what the people have for you. And I know the shrine does a lot of that because you know, how do you manage a group of volunteers and Rick's presentation addressed that very succinctly, very yeah. well. 100%. Uh, then we had a uh, brother, Matthew Parker came down. He's, he is a Kansas Mason, but he's presiding in Nebraska. Uh, he's a Nebraska Mason as well. And he came down and we messed up. I messed up because on his card, it says here that he presented the essential Jewish character of Freemasonry. Uh, we had bounced around wow. several topics and that's actually a topic that he delivered to the Kansas Lodge of Research. And when we were deciding on topics, I got mixed up. He actually delivered a wonderful topic. Both the essential Jewish character was an amazing one. Join the Kansas Lodge Research if you want to see that. It's in our members portal. Uh, but he talked about lessons of the kings uh, from biblical scripture and really, really amazing talk and tied a lot of points of masonry to that as well. And I learned a ton from it. His is one of the, those that I have to go back and watch again because I was going right with him. And then it just went on a deep dive and everybody else is going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Darren's over there going, what, what? So I'm looking forward to that one on the replay and doing some research with him on that. So 100%. It was fantastic. And, you know, that's the amazing thing about this uh, because we do record these and then our attendees have that access because, you know, on the Kansas Lodge research side that I lead up as well, we deal with that all the time. We'll have a speaker come in. It's a deep dive. And it's like a little bit later, you start getting messages. Hey, what did they say about this? What did they say about that? That's the amazing thing. And we do the same deal where you can get in the portal afterwards and you can catch up on all this stuff and go back through, see it again, hit those key points and really sink in that information. Like this is all about the education. So we really try to give that every opportunity. And, and Matthew also is, I don't know that Masonic poet, is the right word, yes. um, but that's what I'm going to use. But he penned a a, uh, a poem, as it were, and had some professional calligraphy work done and donated that to the silent auction. And it was a beautiful piece of beautiful. artwork. It was a beautiful poem. And uh, if you need something unique, Matthew can help deliver that um, for you. And that was wonderful. Uh, I did bid on that for quite a while, but uh, somebody else... Uh, he did it more than I did. But Matthew, that was a great artwork there. And we appreciate those endeavors on that as well as, as bringing your topic. So. Then let's see. I was 
clicking over watching some of the comments here we got stoops and brad drew talking smack about how many times how many times see you already got me tongue twisted that i'm saying 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent they're taking shots every time i say 100 percent instead of saying uh or um 100 percent that's it and that's okay 100 percent okay well, um, you know, I, I came into masonry under the guide of my father-in-law, Angelo Mino, and he would always get stuck on these little key phrases and use them a million times. And I think I just caught on to it because I do. Uh, it, it tends to vary from uh, topic to topic, you know, situation to situation, but I do. I, I catch on those key words and they come out a few times. hundred percent they do. And hundred percent. hundred percent. And I, they're still going. I tell you, Ryan Flynn, speaking of 100%. Uh, <laughs> I, ho- I hope Kellerman's 100% counts to your shots as well. <laughs> I'm doing it now, and I know that's a thing. 100% it's a thing. 100%. But Ryan Flynn comes in, and he's talking about understanding Da Vinci. And we all know oh, these yeah. things. And he leads off with all this cool stuff that Da Vinci has done about how it was ph- photography that he did and imprinted on the Shroud of Turin, painted Mary Magdalene in The Last Supper, all these different things. And I'm like, what? He's verifying this. Ryan Flynn's verifying it. And then he goes, you know, not so much. And then he took us on the true story of Da Vinci and how awesome it is. There was a ton of learning. I mean, I didn't know that The Last Supper painting was 15 feet wide and actually painted, you know, fresco on a wall. Yeah. Uh, I had no clue. And it was painted into the I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but it was 15 feet wide and it's painted to match the surrounding from their perspective. And like that alone worth the price of admission. And he went on to tell us a lot of stuff, how it ties in to Freemasonry. And he talked about his personal, his personal views on Freemasonry and how a lot of the best Freemasonry he has is with brothers in his studio or in his house. Yeah. Not a lot. And, just amazing because this he's a mover and a shaker um and it's just interesting to hear those types of things um from a renowned artist you know so (laughs) (laughs) so on sunday after the event we actually had a little bit of uh sightseeing time before speakers hit their flights for the day and one of the stops that we made was the nelson (laughs) act Mike Stoops, 100%. (laughs) Uh, One of the stops we made was the Nelson Atkins Museum in Kansas City. And it was really, really neat uh, to actually have a chance to visit that with someone like Ryan Flynn, uh, who, you know, just the the normal person sees art much differently than an artist, right? And where I look at something and I see beauty in it, he's pointing out factors that I never in my life would have noticed uh, elements like the light usage and how actually colors are exactly the same, but the way that they shaded it makes them look like totally different tones, stuff that'll blow you away. Um, but as you mentioned, the size of that artwork, that's one of the things we were talking about because he's working on one or getting ready to work on one that's quite large. And it's just hard for me to even fathom doing something of that size, like when when I've done sketches and stuff that, you know, suck, but it's always on a normal size thing. And that that's hard enough to, to go in and do a detailed 
piece of artwork to that magnitude, like I don't even, I can't even compute how that's possible uh, to lay out those details in that scale. Uh, it just blows my mind. But to hear a guy like Ryan Flynn kind of laying out those details, it, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. And segue into amazing stuff. We had uh, chef Michael Stoops as our yes. final speaker of the day. And I tell you what, if there's this, and of course this is all personal preference, I suppose, but you really hit home with a lot of people and views on the way uh, things are done for an apprentice possibly. And I believe it was Jason that ended up buying a, a piece of brother Stoops cake for $25. Yeah. And that's a bargain. If you've ever taken, they fought over it. It looked like after that, but that presentation um, I think I can guarantee if you invited Brother Stoops to your lodge to give that presentation, cake or not, uh, you will not be disappointed. It, he I, I disagree. That, he, he could have be delivered that in a stadium and he would have got a standing ovation at the end of it. It was, he took us there and then he's leading us down the path, just like the other guys. But this was even yeah. more powerful because there was cake involved. And it was just. <laughs> that simple relating cake to Freemasonry and it was just darn amazing because everything clicked every argument I've heard against the, this type of topic um, yeah. just faded away and it all made sense and this is Michael Stoops Master Mason he doesn't belong to any other Masonic organizations he gets it and again invite this man to your lodge to give this presentation uh yeah let me read the topic growth and retraction the masonic multiplicity effect and beyond yeah that's that's a mouthful but damn amazing um yeah so try not to laugh here you're you're talking about him and while we've been joking with 100 percent, he comments on the facebook side which i wish i could share 85 <laughs> percent. well if that was 85 percent uh, I would love to see a hundred percent because I'd be scared to see a hundred percent. That was powerful. It was powerful. The man had one slide and delivered. Yeah. yeah. His one slide was two shots of the same cake, one full cake, one slice. And that I'll he, be dead that honest. He, that he had made. Yeah. I'll be dead honest though. So stoops weeks in advance. Uh, sends me his description and he included in there a part about, and there might be chocolate cake. And I thought he was joking around. So I didn't really take that part seriously. And then he shows up with chocolate cake and I was really thrown off and I'm like, I, I don't get it. And he tried to really quickly in the, in the kitchen kind of talk what he's going to do. And, his, and I was like, man, how, I think that's going to be really hard to connect. Like I kind of uh -huh. like listening to Flynn talk about, artwork i'm like i don't know how you're gonna connect the two blew it out of the park like any doubt i had just crushed it and then and then this is the part i was pissed off about he actually makes jason richards eat the cake right he auctions it off makes jason eat the cake and there's a whole allegory behind it of the value of masonry and giving it away uh, for cheap and free it's 100 oh, damn it there i go again but he actually makes him eat the cake 
And there goes the entire event. Like everybody is mosh pitting in the corner because holy crap, this isn't just a price chopper cake. I heard about this cake all Sunday. I'm still hearing about it in the chat. I never got a piece of this cake. Never got a piece of this cake. Apparently it was amazing. Best cake anyone had ever had. He imports the ingredients, makes them in his own kitchen. Um, he had one fully made and, and there was an issue with it and he trashed. <laughs> he, sh he showed me a cell phone photo uh, because He's living in Ireland. He's still got a house here, but he's not living there. So the air is not on. He shows up. He says it's 87 degrees in this house. And he's trying to make this cake and spread this buttercream uh, buttercream topping. And it's not working. It's not spreading. He sends me a uh, cell phone shot of that cake just against the wall. He got all pissed off and just chucked it. But for, for you brothers not from Kansas, uh, you need to hear this presentation. Uh, 100. I would... I'd love to sit through it again. All these guys had great presentations that I would sit through again. Yeah. But Brother Stoops just tied it all together, all the presenters together. And it was unbeknownst to him. Um, a quote of the day, though, was, and I'm going to, I want to botch it. Uh, the other title for his presentation or reference was referencing the golden age of Freemasonry. It was nothing but the uh, urine stain on the apron that we left. Um, but again, that grabbed some attention when he said that. I saw some eyes go, what? Delivered. It makes sense. Yeah. And of course, it, it would upset some of the maybe the mainstream uh, uppity ups. But it's all in how you deliver it and back it up. Yeah. And all these, uh, whether it's Michael Stoops or any of the other guys, they can back all that stuff up and just send you home going, yeah, yeah. And it's, this wasn't a leadership academy. This wasn't about leadership. This wasn't about ritual. This was about educating ourselves to be better. Yeah. Um, kind of what we say we're supposed to do. And these guys did that without any pretense of, uh, or, or, you know, coming off as being uppity up. So it was great. hundred percent. hundred percent. Uh, we got the old fashioned Masonic podcast on here saying you have to shake things up. That is 100% stoops. And it was, it and, you know, it was one of those things that was like not the topic you would expect from a past grandmaster, um, but it's also a humbling topic that you need to hear. And while it's, you know, not like a leadership academy esque presentation, yeah. it also can be because it really breaks it down for that food for thought that we all need to ingest. And like this Grand isn't Lodge just coming Ohio. out of nowhere. Do what now? Grand Lodge of Ohio saying. Stoops did the research. He crunched the data on this stuff and just blows it out the park. Um, there's, there's real statistics there to back everything yes. up and it's a concern. And, you know, we're in that day and age that we're seeing Freemasonry go on a path that we don't want it to. And while there's various different reasons for that in a lot of ways, we are expediting that process. And I think a lot of that topic matter goes to show what we can do to really take it serious and shine a new light on things. So, and the, the thing for me always is, it's not about, the, it's not the individual Mason making that decision. Right. It's, some, it's the administration making those decisions because 
every brother that we've got out there is my brother is your brother. We're all good to go. And we can go back and maybe if we think they missed something, we can help them out. But for Grand Lodges to possibly knowingly um, make them experience less than ideal, um, if the brothers have a choice and they choose it, what they want, because we all know brothers who didn't come in a quote traditional way and they're great. They're great. Um, but for grand lodges to kind of force it down our throat, uh, again, yeah. I'll go on that tangent, but Michael Stoops, that was spot on. People need to hear that presentation. Yeah. One, so. I don't, I don't want to, uh, go too much. We, we've got to get to our toast here, we but do. I do want to say on that topic, you know, that's always the thing. When we talk about one day classes, people get their feelings hurt, especially if they went through one and kind of as Kellerman touched on there, no one's so, trying to crap on a one day Mason. You're, you're a brother. The problem so is you were robbed. And I think that's so, really at the end of the day, what yeah, we're pointing at. So here, here's, and there were several, uh, one day Masons here, but I'm going to give Russ a shout out because Russ is one of those guys. And I made comments when you were Grand Lodge and Russ came up and put it to me and said, Darren, you're wrong about me. Mm. And the other guys went through and he's correct. Uh, so again, uh, and Russ and I've had a great discussion about this and I've met a grandmaster that came through, but when I hear brother Stoops, presentation, uh, it really sinks at home for me. And I think yeah. it would for a lot of guys, but it doesn't make anything different for all our brothers out there at all. Um, and it's what it is, but, uh, yeah. festive board at Masonic con. Um, when you go last year, we got the founders club tumbler this year. We got a little bit bigger tumbler. Um, I'd like is it to bigger? Think it might be what's well, round instead of square. So it's got to hold more volume. Yeah. So it looks fair. more like what you're drinking those old fashions out of down there in Wichita. But I will say a special thank you to the grand senior deacon of Kansas, Mark reader. Um, getting ready to start the toast and he somewhere comes up with an extra glass and he had some bourbon in it. Not this much because he brought a special bourbon and I got a sip of that. And boy, it was the sharpest of fire. Let me tell you, <laughs> and the taste was wonderful. So thank you for that brother reader. Um, but well, uh, as we are sitting at our traditional nine Oh six Masonic toast, it's a thing, right? Now I want to see brother. If, uh, if you wouldn't mind as our, Second in a row, Master of Ceremonies, if you would offer up a toast to bring us home tonight. Well, brothers, uh, wherever you're at, whatever you're drinking, even if you're not, if you're in your car listening on the replay or you watch this live, think about that Masonic education, whether you gave it, whether you heard it, whether you want it. Um, think about those things. I encourage you to share Masonic education. So that's what this toast is, is to, just to... Masonic education. So. To Masonic education. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got to give a quick shout out. Oh, yeah, that's got that's got some good stuff in it. Uh, to our guys at Amity, who always bring the sharpest of fire for the meet and greet. We had some left over, so I'm drinking off of some of the Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey. That was left. Uh, where's the camera? Left over from the event. It's good stuff. So good stuff. A hundred percent, Alex. I'm going to tell everybody that if they haven't been a long time follower, back during the pandemic, 
if you go back and watch those episodes, you'll know that that bottle that Alex has right there, drinking it on August, August the 4th, 2023, he will still be drinking on August the 4th, 2033. Just saying. It's fair. It's fair. You know, the funny thing is, uh, so for what he is alluding to, you know, Historical Light's been around since 2016, but during the pandemic, we actually came on nightly for what was it like 45 46 plus days mm-hmm. and we'd come on every night for about you know 20 30 minutes and we'd end it off with the 9 p.m toast and yeah i'm not a huge drinker by any means um the funny thing is a lot of guys see this show and now we've we've carried on with ending the show with the the toast because it was it was popular so we keep it going uh people think i'm like this whiskey aficionado and they're coming up asking my recommendations and i'm like Man, I've had the same bottle for like ever, and that's about all I know about it. So you're asking the wrong guy. He has no friends. I'm just saying, no friends. So it's it's good stuff. But yeah, uh, really, the only time I drink is making these toasts. So like, literally, until I drink out of this bottle, this one is not even finished. Any idea where this bottle happened to come from? Mm, what bottle this was left over from the last meet and greet <laughs> on 2023. Uh, so it wasn't a full bottle when I got it. And I've, I've been toast on historical light for a year with that. Now, does that stuff have an expiration date? I don't know. Who knows? But tell me that stuff gets better with age. There you go. Our brother, Brad drew has an extensive collection. He would be the one to ask. So I did hear you say we are, we are, you are planning for MasonicCon Kansas 2024. Is that correct? Yep. And that is one of the points our brothers uh, from the old fashioned Masonic podcast pointed out dates for 2024. I don't know. We don't have them yet, but we will soon. That is something uh, we were talking about. Even me and Kellerman were uh, um, talking about that. What day after the event? And yep. It's on the table. We're working that out right now. Um, sure. Luckily, we already have some venues on the uh, on the table. Thankfully, we have some amazing brothers there offering that up. So it's going to make it a ton easier uh, to get that solidified much quicker this year. And we will have that information out to you guys very, very, very soon. Gang, this was a great event. We'd encourage you. Alex, I know there's some other Masonic cons around. Um, Masonic on Chicago, Masonic on Ezekiel Bates, all those. This plane here in Kansas is doing great. I'd encourage people more to travel in, not American Airlines. Alex has trouble in America. Some of the guys have trouble. Matt had some trouble on Delta today. Um, but this is a deal. Um, if there's a Masonicon close to you, go to it. Um, with you driving, flying, bicycling, whatever, go. If you can't go, get the virtual package. I mean, watch online. Uh, don't miss these things. It is amazing. Yeah. And I think we've got uh we've got Masonicon Chicago coming up right around the corner on September 16th. Uh, that's in the Midwest. It's not that far away. So if you guys have the ability to get up there, uh, you can check that out at MasonicConChicago.com. Uh, Brother RJ Johnson and the brothers up there uh, with Speznosum Lodge do an amazing job putting that on. So definitely feel free to check that out as well. And I've got to give a quick final shout out here. Uh, Most Worshipful Stoops actually came bearing gifts, which meant the world to me uh, because those that do remember 
those 40 plus days uh, during the pandemic when we were coming on live, uh, that was actually the first time I got into whiskey and I started to enjoy it. And I just went to the the local store and look, oh, what's what's the coolest bottle I could find? Never heard of it before. There's a Powers Irish whiskey. I've got Irish lineage. Powers, my last name. Thought that was pretty dang cool. So I got a bottle and that's what I used pretty much throughout that entire pandemic uh, was that bottle of Powers whiskey. Brother Stoops moved to Ireland where Powers whiskey is manufactured and originated from. And he actually came to Masonic Con, Kansas, 2023 with a bottle of Powers Irish whiskey from Ireland, which I thought was amazing. I'll be dead honest with you, Brother Stoops. I don't know if I can open that bottle. Uh, it, it means the world to me coming from you, uh, coming from Ireland. I, I think that's a keepsake. I really, really do. So if you had to rate that on a percentage, how, you know, as cool gifts go percentage wise, what percentage of a cool gift was that? It's worth another toast because hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Brothers. Thank you so much for joining in with us tonight. For everyone that was at MasonicCon this year, last year, virtually in person, seriously want to thank all of you. means the world. And I hope uh, you guys will continue not only watching the show, but join in for MasonicCon as soon as you see those dates coming up for 2024. It's all about that Masonic education, having the opportunity to bring something like this to Kansas and seeing it start to thrive uh, is just amazing to me and an honor for me to be involved in it in the small way that I am. Really, it's every single one of you that makes it possible. Uh, I can have the the vision and the desire to do it, but it takes a lot to fly these guys in from all over the United States to pull all the the special features and stuff that we do. That is because of every single one of you uh, that partake in the event. So thank all of you. And I can't wait to see you guys next year. So until then, keep preserving the history of Freemasonry. And we will see you next time right back here on Historical Light. Have a great night, everybody.